Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to episode 223 of the Xbox and 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all are an Xbox-related fun fact together. The show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please subscribe in your favor and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, No Numbers is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big games out last week were Borderlands Collection, Pandora's Box, Sea of Stars, and of course, Starfield Early Access. The games coming out this week include Chance of Sinar, Escape from Terror City, Bloons Tower Defense 6, The Expanse, a Telltale Series Episode 4, Alchemy Garden, The Many Pieces of Mr. Q, Autobahn Police Simulator 3 Off-Road, NBA 2K24, Into the Sky, and the full release of Bethesda Game Studios Starfield. Now it's last week's biggest news stories, and we have five to cover this week. Number one, Starfield surpasses 230,000 concurrent players on Steam alone. Evan Campbell at GameSpot writes, Almost a quarter million people have suited up simultaneously and ventured into space with Starfield on Steam. The new RPG from Bethesda Game Studios maker of Skyrim and Fallout 4 has already seen a peak concurrent player count of 234,502 on the PC client within a couple of hours of launching in the 5-day early access period. That means all of those Starfield players chartered by SteamDB spent at least $100 to get access to the Space RPG on August 31st. The Starfield Premium Edition and Constellation Edition, which cost $300, provide early access to the title on Steam since Game Pass numbers aren't included there. The Starfield early access count is clearly high when considering the Xbox Series X and S player base or PC users utilizing the Xbox app via Windows, it's also on these platforms that Game Pass subscribers can spend just $35 to unlock Starfield early. For comparison, Baldur's Gate 3 passed 800,000 concurrent players days after the RPG launched on PC. However, this is not yet apples to apples comparison because both the Game Pass and Xbox releases as well as the current $100 asking price to play Starfield on Steam. The regular launch time for Starfield is September 6th worldwide, which thanks to New Zealand means players in the US can start their galactic journey at 8pm Eastern on September 5th. I mean, this is already huge. In the 5 day early access period when we hit a quarter million on Steam alone, not including Game Pass? That's crazy. I mean, this is great news. I am absolutely loving the game i'll speak more on that at the end of the show but good for you but as a game studios we have a hit on our hands no surprise more to come number two the elder scrolls 6 officially in early development but don't expect to hear about it soon ryan dinsdale at ign writes bethesda has confirmed that its highly anticipated role-playing game the elder scrolls 6 which was officially announced in 2018 has entered early development speaking to vandal about the imminent release of starfield bethesda head of publishing pete hines confirmed the skyrim sequel has completed the pre-production stage and moved into the development phase. Hines was asked if fans will hear more about The Elder Scrolls VI once Starfield launches. Quote, we have put out all of our studio's focus on making this game the best it can be, end quote, he said, translated by Reset Error user Shoot. Quote, and yes, there are people working on The Elder Scrolls VI, but this is what the studio has focused on, so no, you are not going to hear about it soon, The Elder Scrolls VI. Starfield is our focus now, and it's going to remain our priority for a while before we talk about anything else, end quote. When asked to confirm if The Elder Scrolls 6 was still in pre-production, Hines said, quote, No, it's in development, but it's early in development, end quote. When speaking to press about Starfield earlier in August, Bethesda director Todd Howard suggested looking back, he probably wouldn't have revealed The Elder Scrolls 6 in the same way. Quote, I probably would have announced it more casually, end quote, Howard said. The announcement came alongside a brief teaser trailer at E3 2018, 
but outside of a small snippets here and there, Bethesda really hasn't shared any more info about the game, likely because it's still very far away. Do you guys remember that announcement trailer in E3 2018 when we barely heard anything about Starfield? Maybe the most insane game announcement of all time given how big it is? I mean, we'll never understand that to that day, but for people that love the Elder Scrolls, hey, it's a little bit of news, but again, I can't imagine we see this game at the earliest until 2028, if that's being generous, five years, I mean, this game is massive, following up one of the biggest successes in the video game industry of all time in the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. Not a game for me, maybe I'll still be playing Starfield by then. Number 3, Baldur's Gate 3 Director shares update on Xbox release window. Sean Carey at True Achievements writes, Recently, Larian Studios' Sven Venicky announced that Baldur's Gate 3 would be coming to Xbox Series X and S at some point this year, but without split-screen co-op on the Series S. Now Venicky has narrowed down the Baldur's Gate 3 Xbox release window, giving us a fairly good idea as to when we'll be unlocking those Baldur's Gate 3 achievements. Cool, it's 2023, and 2023 is narrowing, so it's pretty precise in my book, between September and November, so as fast as we can, honestly, end quote, Vinicky told IGN. Vinicky went on to say that Larian is currently prioritizing the PS5 edition of Baldur's Gate 3, which is due to launch on September 6th, and patches for the RPG on PC. Once those are sorted, Larian will turn its attention back to the Xbox version. Quote, so the Xbox Series X version was already in good shape the last time I looked at it, so we're just going to go through the mentions. Okay, what do we still need to do, Vinicky said. There's a bunch of stuff that needs to happen to finalize it, but I think from a content point of view and from a technical point of view, we're actually very close." End quote. Larian delayed the Xbox version of Baldur's Gate 3 due to issues with split-screen co-op running on the Xbox Series S, even after drafting in Microsoft engineers to help. However, after meeting with Phil Spencer, Larian and Microsoft came to an agreement that allowed Larian to drop split-screen for the Series S version and get the game out this year. While split-screen on the Series S won't be available at launch, it could be added sometime later. Given some of the numbers we talked in our first story, how Baldur's Gate 3 passed 800,000 concurrent players days after it launched on PC, this is one of the biggest games of the year, and in a long time. And the fact that it didn't launch onto Xbox on the same day as PlayStation, or even PC, was a huge disappointment for many fans, and a huge missed opportunity for sales on the console. Good to see though that it is coming quite soon. Number 4. Volition Game Closes Jeffrey Rousseau at GameIndustry.biz writes, Developer Volition Games has announced its complete and immediate closure. That decision to close the studio is attributed to an evaluation by Embracer Group as part of its ongoing restructuring program. In the announcement, Volition said, quote, This past June, Embracer Group announced a restructuring program to strengthen Embracer and maintain its position as a leader in the video game industry. As part of that program, they evaluated strategic and operational goals and made the difficult decision to close Volition effective immediately. End quote. Volition Games' roots date back to 1993 and the formation of Parallax Software by co-founders Mike Coolis and Matt Toshelung. The studio enjoyed immediate success with the PC games like Descent and Descent 2, but in 1996 it split into two separate studios, Volition and Outrage Entertainment. Volition would go on to build its own name with the Free Space, Red Faction, and Summoner series, and in 2006 released the first Saints Row. Its last game release was 2022's Saints Row Reboot. The action title received a lukewarm reception from critics, and Embracer Group said it did not meet expectations back in November of last year. News of Volition's shuttering comes weeks after Embracer Group closed down Campfire Cabal nearly a year after it was established. So you're telling me Embracer Group that has over 100 games in development, has all these studios, all these franchises, all this IP, can't keep all of them running? Obviously, it's not very surprising, but sad to see another industry veteran in Volition Games close after so long. I remember playing those early Saints Row games on the original 360, 
and my mind was blown after having played some of the Grand Theft Auto games on the original Xbox. Being able to go into so many buildings was game changing. Even though I definitely never completed a Volition game in my time, sad to see another studio go and hope all those people can end up back on their feet. On number 5, Call of Duty to fight toxicity with AI voice chat moderation. Heidi Nicholas at True Achievements writes, Activision aims to fight toxicity with an AI-powered voice chat moderation system in Modern Warfare 2 and 3 and Warzone, which will enforce against toxic speech. Activision will begin with a beta rollout of the voice chat moderation system for its most recent Call of Duty games before the system releases in full alongside Modern Warfare 3 on November 10th. Call of Duty's voice chat moderation system uses Modulate's ToxMod, quote, an AI-powered voice chat system moderation technology, end quote, Activision says. Activision will manage the system and says voice chat will be, quote, monitored and recorded for the express purpose of moderation, end quote. You can turn off in-game voice chat if you don't want your voice moderated. The system will be able to spot hate speech, discriminatory language, and bullying, and will be able to, quote, enforce against, end quote, anything that violates Call of Duty's code of conduct. Activision reiterates that this system works in conjunction with the systems already underway from Call of Duty's anti-toxicity team, such as text-based filtering. This AI-powered voice chat moderation system will kick off with a beta rollout in North America for Modern Warfare 2 and Call of Duty Warzone on August 30th, with a full release alongside Modern Warfare 3 on November 10th. This is wild to see how far we've come with this problem and now using AI technology to support it. My generation clearly remembers those early Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 2, World at War game lobbies, which you heard some of the most heinous and toxic things amongst people fighting. It was surely a different time in the world. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and since we were talking about the Elder Scrolls this week, did you know about Nurn's Continents? Because from an outsider like me, I didn't even know the planet of Nurn was where Skyrim and the Elder Scrolls all took place. Credit to thegamer.com for this one. Many fans of the Elder Scrolls series know of the various provinces in Tamriel, but Tamriel isn't the only continent on the planet of Nurn. While most of the planet is unknown and not fully explored, Nurn contains the continents of Tamriel, Akavir, Pyandonia, Atmora, Thras, Yakuda, and potentially the unexplored Aldemaris Islands. Each province contains the homeland of one of the more exotic factions like the Dunmar or Redguard, with the Akavir continent in particular being home to a race of tiger people and the Akaviri people, famous for Alduin's Wall and Tamriel's various ruins. Again, The Elder Scrolls was never a series for me, but I have to recognize its importance to not only the game industry, but all gamers at large, being one of the biggest franchises in the world. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox and 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe to your favorite podcast service, share with your friends, leave a review, and follow on all social media at Xbox and 10. This past week, so before Starfield, I was trying to finish up Spider-Man Remastered on the PS5, really enjoying that game again, having going back through it, as I really didn't remember all the story beats and I wanted to be prepared going into Spider-Man 2. I got about 80% of the way done and then Starfield. So, Starfield. I'll start by saying I definitely do not think it's a 7 out of 10, like some of the viral reviews from GameSpot and IGN. Is it perfect? No. It has many problems, including the inventory system, no local map, and just some of the systems, I don't know, there's just a lot, right? But, 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 this game is something special. If you like Bethesda games, you like Fallout, maybe you like Skyrim, personally. I don't like the Elder Scrolls series, but I do love Fallout 3. This is a Bethesda Bethesda game. Now, it's in space, and that is a game changer. And as a huge sci-fi fan, this is the game for me. I am absolutely loving it. Uh, something like 
I got 13 hours in the first 24 it was released. I have just been playing it nonstop with every moment I can. This seems like a game I'm going to play for a very long time ahead. My advice so far with how I've been playing is I would really recommend that you mainline the game. There are some new mechanics that you learn, story beats that you get to, which have really been enhancing the entire game around me, and I can't wait to continue exploring after I beat this game. I also had to play it for like 30 minutes on the Logitech G Cloud. That worked surprisingly well with remote play, and now I'm scared with the football season quickly approaching. I might be playing this game every Sunday in addition to whatever time I get, just because it works so well in there. Get some planets done, resource some materials, build some outposts. Man, this is something special. Thank you, Bethesda Game Studios. It's so good that this game is finally out, and this was a much-earned win that Xbox really needed. My name is Brandon Rose. You can follow me on Xbox at Brosa93. Hope you all have a great week. Stay safe, and keep on gaming.